0: All right, everybody. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Glad to be with you here today. By the way, today's show brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get ten dollars off your first order. We have got a lot to talk about today. Game two of this series between the Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning scheduled for eight o'clock tonight. And the Islanders hoping to get back into this series and even things up with a win. I'll I'll say this, the Islanders, if they win tonight, everyone forgets about the debacle of Game 1, everything's even, it's a best-of-five series, and all of a sudden, it's a brand new kind of a game. We'll see if the Islanders are capable of doing that, and we'll talk about what they need to do, what we can expect. And a whole lot more coming up on today's show. And, of course, we always have our Islanders birthday of the day. If there's an Islanders question, comment, topic that's on your mind, feel free to email the show. The email address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. In addition, uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars N Y R V S N Y I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news and notes. And of course, uh, you know you could follow us, and, and we'll let you know when a new episode is going to drop when, uh, you know, things are happening, so lots to talk about uh, right now in the world of the Islanders. Look, here's the situation. Uh, Lots of changes need to happen for the Islanders to be competitive in Game 2, and let's, you know, talk about some of these things, because Game 2 Realistically, was it wasn't even close. Game two was not uh, Game one, rather, was not competitive, and the Islanders clearly played their worst game so far in the playoffs. They looked tired. They looked flat. They looked like they were beaten by a better team, a team that was bigger than them, faster than them, more physical than them, more skilled than them. And certainly a team that got better goaltending than them. Now, on paper, yes, the Tampa Bay Lightning are the better team. We talked about that when we previewed the series a couple of days ago. But the better team does not always win the hockey game or the series. And you know what? On paper, maybe the Washington Capitals and Philadelphia Flyers were both better teams, quote-unquote, than the New York Islanders. But the Islanders outworked them. They played to their capacity, and they were able to shut down those two teams and prevent them from doing what they do best, and they were able to win against Washington handily and against Philadelphia in a tight seven-game series that saw the Islanders take a three-to-one series lead before winning game seven to advance. So... Yeah, you could, you could sit here and say to me, Gil, I know that this Tampa Bay team is one tough team to beat, but you know what? The Islanders can beat anybody on any given night if they play within their system, if they play their game, and if they execute Barry Trotz's plans to a tee. so... Look, first things first, who do you start in goal if you're Barry Trotz? I, I, I go back and forth on this one, but to me, the problem is that Simeon Varlamov came into the game, I compare what happened when Grice came into a game down 3 to nothing, and when Varlamov came into a game down 3-1. to one. Now, Grice's was back in the Philadelphia series, but Tomas Grice kept his team in the game. You know, the Islanders were still getting outplayed initially when he came in, but he made the stops, forced an overtime. Yes, the Islanders ended up losing that game in overtime, but Grice did his job off the bench and kept his team in the game. Varlamov, on the other hand, in game one of this series against the Lightning, he didn't do that. He looked like he was, I'm not going to say giving up, but he didn't look enthused. He didn't look like he was uh, ready or or uh, excited or really into this game. And it really made a big difference because the Lightning were able to keep the pressure up, and keep extending their lead to the point where Grice gave up uh, three goals, and then Varlamov comes in and gives up five more, and the game just gets ugly. Psychologically, I think Grice might be in a better place right now, and all things being equal, I probably start Grice, but, you know, I will say in trots we trust. And I think Barry Trotz has a feel for his goaltenders. He has for most of the season. And I think we will see the right choice being made by Barry Trotz in Game 2. Keeping in mind that you could always go to the other guy if it doesn't work out. Because the Islanders really do have a 1 and a 1A. Rather than a clear-cut starter and a clear-cut backup. So, I would go with Grice, but it remains to be seen what Barry Trotz is going to decide to do, and I would say whoever is the starter is going to have a pretty short leash, whereas if he gives up two goals pretty quickly, the other guy will come right in, and we'll see what happens from there. All right, we have got a lot more to discuss. We're going to talk more about what the Islanders need to do on the ice to change things around because the goaltending was far from the only problem in Game 1. We have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more to talk about. Stay with us on the Locked On Islanders podcast. And folks, if you want to get in shape and stay healthy, well, you could try a Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and they have 18 amazing flavors now. They have flavors with nuts flavors without, how about these six new flavors? Cookies and cream, caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, and cherry barcia. All 18 flavors are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, and you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious, delicious treat. Built bars are low calorie, high in protein, low in sugar, and high in fiber, and they're great for the keto diet. Let's look at the cookies and cream flavor, one of my favorites. 17 grams of protein per bar, just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. And right now, we have special offers from Built Bar. First of all, while supplies last, you can get a free cooler with purchase. Also, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so some more things that the Islanders clearly need to work on, and one of them is the way they exit their own zone. And it was a huge, huge problem in Game 1. And one of the things that I saw when I went back and watched the... The film again, you know, the the replay of the game again, the four check of the Tampa Bay Lightning, it was like they did a great job of scouting the New York Islanders and taking away some of the things that the Islanders really do best. And now the chess match between the two coaches is going to begin. They, Lightning knew that the Islanders like to clear the puck along the boards and out of the zone they'll bank the puck off the boards, it's safer, it keeps the puck on the perimeter, and then they transition from there. Well, the Islanders tried to do that, and the Lightning were waiting for it, it caused turnovers, it prevented the Islanders from having any flow when they tried to transition from defense to offense, and the forecheck did a very, very good job of disrupting the Islanders' offense before it could even get started. So, look for Barry Trotz to make some adjustments as ha- as to how the Islanders break out of the zone. Maybe they go skate the puck out down the middle a little bit more or mix it up a little bit more to prevent the lightning from concentrating on one area, and that is an important thing because realistically, if you're the Islanders, you want Anthony Bevilier, Matt Barzal, uh, Brock Nelson, Josh Bailey. You want guys like that. Nick Letty carrying the puck, skating with the puck, and making good moves through the neutral zone, picking up speed, and creating plays also. And this goes for both the power play and at even strength. The Islanders had trouble establishing themselves in the offensive zone. And, you know, they were trying to carry the puck in, and at different points in the game, you would see the lightning lining, four defensemen up, or four defensive players up along the blue line, and the Islanders kept trying to either make short passes or skate the puck into the zone, and again, the result was turnovers and an inability to establish possession in the Tampa Bay zone. If necessary, the Islanders are going to have to dump and chase a little bit, or again, at least mix things up, and then go into the corners and win some of those 50-50 battles. Now, it's hard. Tampa Bay is a big, physical, and skilled team, but the Islanders have got to outwork them, and if it means playing a little bit of dump and chase, again, until the lightning adjusts, and then the Islanders can adjust again, they've got to play this chess match. They can't just go in and say, well, they're not allowing us to do what we want to do, we've got to go to plan B and then back to plan A or to plan C. Whatever it is, the chess match has to begin and Barry Trotz has to make adjustments. One other thing uh, that definitely needs to happen in Game 2, the Lightning, their defensemen, had way too much room to move with the puck when they got the puck, at the point, and it was, look, you, you go back to the statistics in Game 1, and Shattenkirk, three assists, Hedman, what was it, a goal and two assists, Ryan McDonough with a big goal, the Lightning's defensemen were the ones jumping into plays, and they had so much room from the point all the way up to and even beyond the face-off circles that made their defensemen dangerous, helped them pick up lots of points, and also created room and opportunities for the forwards, because, you know, when the defenseman has that much room to maneuver, look, even Kevin Shattenkirk is on the third pairing right now for the Lightning, but he's a skilled guy. He is a veteran who sees the ice well, can make passes, can set up plays, and if you give him that much room and time, he is going to beat you more often than not. So the Islanders have to take away some of that room uh, that the Lightning defenseman had in game number one and just really change that up. So that's another thing that the Islanders clearly need to do. Still waiting on a status for Cal Clutterbuck. I hope that we will get... Good news with him, uh, but it will probably be a game time decision. Uh, not sure what's going to happen with lineup changes. Maybe Ross Johnston sits. Maybe you go with Michael Dal Cole, Maybe uh, I- I instead of uh, Dal Col, I-, I don't know if Kamarov would be the the right choice. But again, uh, maybe. Koivula would be a better choice. The Islanders need to do something, but they can't afford to have a player who would have trouble keeping up with the speed of some of the Lightning's better players. I don't think Leo Komarov is the answer. Uh, Not against the Lightning. Not that he's a bad player. He did some very good things in some of the games against Philly and Washington, but uh, against Tampa, I don't know if he has the speed to keep up and play with some of their better players. So, you know, they've got to make an adjustment, especially if Clutterbuck is not able to go, uh, and maybe even if he is, just make one or two little changes in that lineup. Barry Trotz has been excellent at keeping guys fresh, keeping guys ready, and making sure the right players are in the lineup at the right time to maximize his roster. He's got to keep doing that with whatever changes he decides to make in Game 2. All right, we still have more to get to, a lot more that the Islanders need to improve upon, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, so the only update we have on Cal Clutterbuck, again, Barry Trotz uh, said he was a possibility for Game 2, but he didn't sound all that optimistic. And again, I think regardless... The Islanders are going to make that a game-time decision, and we're not going to hear a definitive answer uh, one way or the other until the Islanders sort of have to reveal that situation. All right, Islanders' birthday of the day, uh, let us wish a very happy uh, 55th birthday to former Islanders winger Kevin Miller Miller, originally drafted by that team that plays in Madison Square Garden back in the 10th round of the 1984 draft, spent four years at Michigan State before joining the Rangers, then went to the Red Wings, Capitals, Blues, Penguins, Blackhawks, and then the Islanders for part of the 1998-99 season after the Islanders played for the Senators and the Red Wings a couple of years in Switzerland and his last year active in hockey, 2004-2005 at least, as a player. Also a member of the 1988 U.S. Olympic hockey team. During that one uh, partial season with the Islanders, 1998-99, Miller played 33 games, had a goal and six points uh, and 13 penalty minutes. We will look back at one of his Better games as an Islander. It'll be November 21st, 1998 in Nashville as the Islanders take on the Nashville Predators. Tommy Sallow is the netminder for the Islanders. And future Islanders goalie and goalie coach Mike Dunham was in goal for Nashville. Islanders got on the board first. Mike Watt with his third from Ted Donato and David Harlock, just 2 one into the contest, then with Jake Barahowski in the box for interference, Robert Reichel scores a power play goal for the Islanders, his fifth from Brian Smolinski at 422, and it's two to nothing, Islanders. Nashville gets back in the game, Jamie Heward with his second, a power play goal, with Salo, uh, with Reichel off for boarding, Salo also picked up a misconduct, but that didn't affect the uh, actual on-ice advantage. But Jamie Heward, a power play goal, his second from Patrick Shelberg and Cliff Ronning. After one period, it's 2-1 in favor of the Islanders. Islanders extending their lead in the second goals by first Gino Ogic. Ted Donato and Mike Watt with the assist. Ogic's fourth at 2.59, and then 40 seconds later... The Islanders going on the power play with again Drake Berhowski off for elbowing this time, Trevor Linden scores for the Isles, his ninth from Robert Reichel and Barry Richter, and the Islanders suddenly led four to one and then at eleven thirty four it's Kevin Miller, our Islander's birthday of the day, his first of the year from Eric Brewer and Claude Lapointe after forty minutes. It's the Islanders' five and the Predators won. Sergei Nemchinov gets a power play goal. Uh, this time, the Preds had a too many men on the ice penalty served by Andrew Burnett, and uh, Nemchinov his second from Reichel and Eric Brewer, and it is suddenly a five, uh, six rather, to one Islanders lead. The Predators get late goals from Tom Fitzgerald, a familiar name to Islander fans, and Vili Peltonen, but it's not enough. Islanders hold on to win the hockey game by a score of 6-3. to Great game for Tommy Sallow, 39 saves. The Islanders were outshot 42-40 in what was a pretty wide open game. Robert Reichel leading the way with a goal and two assists for the Islanders. Uh, multiple point games for Ted Donato, Eric Brewer, each of them with two helpers, and then Mike Watt with a goal and an assist, Kevin Miller with a goal that was his only goal as a member of the New York Islanders, so we remember this game, uh, and it was a win, by the way, Brian Smolinski, by far, leading the Islanders in shots on goal in this one with eight. So, on the 55th birthday for Kevin Miller, uh, we remember his fine game for the Islanders, Back on November 21st, 1998, Islanders 6, Predators 3, as we celebrate Kevin Miller's 55th birthday. All right, uh, let's take a look at one other thing that I, I think people need to understand. The Islanders are going to be okay. And you know what? At the end of the day, they played a terrible hockey game. They were outclassed, outplayed, out-hustled, outworked, outskilled, everything. But it's still just one game in this series. And even elite championship teams lay an egg every now and then. You want to know an example of that? Let's look back at the 1980 Stanley Cup Finals. Islanders' dynasty, first Stanley Cup team, Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final at the Spectrum in Philadelphia, Islanders lose 8 to 3 in spite of two goals by Butch Goring, but you know the Islanders held a 1 to nothing lead in the game and then gave up the next four. They were down badly in this game uh 8 to 2 before Goring scored with 5 minutes left. But again, you know, this was a game. Billy Smith gave up 6 goals on 26 shots. Glenn Resch came in to finish the third period, gave up two more goals in only 5 shots. So, even a team loaded with Hall of Famers who ended up winning four straight Stanley Cups had their stinkers and and tough games. The key is can they bounce back? And for the Islanders, I think one great thing they have in their corner is they have a coach in Barry Trotz who is capable of, again, psychologically handling this team and getting them ready so that they don't dwell on their poor performance in Game One. And again, you win Game Two, it's all even. You could win in, you know, one nothing or 7-0, and it still counts as just one win, and a win would just give the Islanders back, I think, a lot of their confidence. Here's what Matt Barzal said uh, yesterday. He said, personally, I liked our attitude after the game last night. We knew it wasn't acceptable, but at the same time, we know it's a seven-game series, and it's the first of four wins we get tomorrow's game and it's a completely different series, and that is true, and here's again what Barry Trotz had to say. This team is much better, and I know they'll respond. It was really hard, I'll be honest, after the game, to try to, we sort of do our evaluations on our team and our individual players, and it was hard because it was such a strange game for everybody involved. So, Again, the Islanders looking to regroup, looking to make things uh, equal with another game and another win in Game Two. We'll see if they're equal to the task. But certainly Barry Trotz and his troops—if anybody can rally this team, it's Barry Trotz. We'll see what happens today. Don't forget, we are having new shows every weekday. That's Monday through Friday. And we will have a complete recap of Game 2 tomorrow, plus a preview of Game 3 as we break everything down, analyze it. We go behind the obvious and try to give you why things happen, not just what happened. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy Game 2. And, of course, let's go Islanders.